this magic moment so different and so new was like any other until I kiss you and then it happened it took me by surprise hey you got a god yo I'll kill it check out my hook while my DJ was Bills it. It is the Kill Your Gods podcast. How are y'all? My name is Jesse Dram. I am your host as always. This is the podcast where we discuss old nostalgia and fandoms and say, is it as good as we thought it was? This is fucking dumb because you like it. Well, guess what? Today we're doing The Sandlot and it's as good as it ever was. We are wrapping up 90s kids movie month. Not gonna lie, not been a great month for downloads. I stand by every episode we've done, but... uh Gotta figure these fucking Zoomers coming up have not, uh, you know. I don't know what the Sandlot is. I'm, I'm gonna go make a TikTok. You fucks. You ruined my numbers. <laughs> That's okay, though. Hey, I had a great time this month. And uh, starting next week, we're going back. Back? How far? Going biblical. Comedians Read the Bible is back. And uh, you know what? I'll let you guys know. The month after that, we're reading Harry Potter. I officially need to replenish my camel hump of download numbers we need to get people in so we're going to take on a big fandom and that'll be harry potter folk and we're going to be doing that for a while uh, at least that whole month but we'll be tipping back into it my guest this week to talk about the sandlot john montague and matt peoples from the handsome idiots podcast they got a bunch of stuff coming on they'll mention the very beginning of the podcast for myself what do I got? I'm officiating a wedding on the 4th of July. You're not invited, but it's a Polish wedding. It's going to be funny. Um, uh, Saturday, July 10th at the Pop Inn in Chalfont, Pennsylvania. I, I will be doing jokes with the guys from Cult of Us, Neil Wood and Adam Nutter. Uh, Neil Wood's going to be doing all the Bible shit with me, so check that out. Be making my New York City comedy debut at the Broadway Comedy Club Sunday, July 11th. Come check that out. The 23rd, Flying Fish Brewery in Somerdale, New Jersey. That's definitely want to check that out. It's a Friday. And then 29th, Comedy at Pearly Bakers in Easton, Pennsylvania. And then July 31st, the Al Ann Club in Trenton. We're doing a fundraiser. That's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Check out all my shit. Check out Handsome Idiots. If you were gone... Guys, if you like these episodes, share them a little bit. Who doesn't like the Sandlot? Who doesn't like Little Giants? I'll tell you who. Communists. You want to be a pinko piece of shit? Do it on someone else's podcast. Share it around. Let me know what you guys think. Follow me at Jesse Dram on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, uh, YouTube. Yeah, watch... Again... All these episodes are going up on YouTube. They are clip-heavy episodes. Sometimes I get copyright strikes, but that's the world, and we make it work. This one, definitely worth it. I think I did it right where I shouldn't have any strikes. So, again, check it out. Kill Your God's podcast. We'll be back next week talking. (laughs) We went from the Sandlot and Little Rascals, and we're going right to the Book of Exodus and the story of Moses, the original Little Rascal, if you ask me. See you later, skater.
And here we are, Kill Your Gods podcast. We are at the end of 90s Kids Movies Month, which uh, I've had a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Numbers went down a little bit this month. Maybe wasn't the best idea, but I had a good time. And that's what's important is if I had a good time. Joining me from the Handsome Idiots podcast, two very funny guys, good friends of mine, Matt Peoples and John Montague. How y'all doing? Happy to be here on the Kill Your Gods podcast. Very excited to get, dive into some sandlot here, baby. Oh, you blew the lead. He didn't even get to say what we were on. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, never mind. All right. We'll do a different movie now. <laughs> All right, and three, two, one. <laughs> we're talking about no, the yeah, sandlot. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, I talked. That's okay. So before we get started on all this, tell us where we can find you guys, anything you have coming up, social media, the, the whole bit. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Matt Peoples Comedy, Facebook, if people do those things, uh, Matt Peoples. Uh, unfortunately, Jesse, the times we're in, TikTok, at Matt Peoples Comedy, <laughs> you know, I hate it had to be me. And uh, I have uh, this Tuesday, I'll be at the Philadelphia Beer Boutique in philadelphia i think i haven't looked at the location and uh punchline i'll be there wednesday this wednesday uh 7 p.m with lovable monsters so come hang awesome uh you can follow me at uh, monte comedy on instagram or hacks comedy golf uh if you like half-ass golf and half-ass comedy just tune in and watch us get silly on the golf course and uh, you can find Matt and myself on, like you said, Handsome Idiots Podcast, usually out every Monday-ish on all your platforms. Search Handsome Idiots. It's, uh, two, our, our logo is the two of us shooting lasers out of our eyes. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, you can find us there in shows. Uh, July 8th, come out. That's my uh, Philly's Funniest night. So excited to get up there and send some jokes Philly's Funniest. So is this where I find out that handsome people have the ability to shoot lasers out of their eyes? Because uh... We're working on it. That's what we think the end result of this show is. Once we're, we know we hit our stride is when we're you shooting lasers in or we're able to afford lasers to get shot into our eyes, like for LASIK mm. surgery. It's really, I was going to say, it's really an allusion to LASIK eye surgery that we're both trying to fund uh, through this podcast. So from someone, please sponsor us. This is brutal. All right. Yeah. Go fund me, handsome idiots, LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> So we're talking about the Sandlot. Funny, I just wanted to do 90s kids movies. Three out of the four movies that got picked were all sports movies. Uh, Ladybugs for soccer, Little Rascals for football, and now obviously Sandlot for baseball. What, uh, what history do you guys have with this movie personally? I, real quickly, I mean, I liked the movie growing up, but this was one of uh, my little brother is five years younger than me. And this is one of those, one of his watch the VHS until it decomposes in the VCR movies. So me and John were talking. I did not need to watch this to write down notes. I have everything embedded in my brain. I, I remember Sandlot's quotes instead of calculus. So that's how that happened. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I never even learned calculus. I just, just nothing but Sandlot quotes and remedial math in my skull. So for me, it was, I mean, this movie came out in 93, right? So right. I was six years old when it came out. I remember seeing it in theaters down the shore with my dad. I think my whole family, maybe. We were down the shore like on our vacation. And that was always like the one big night of the week when we were down there, we'd go see a movie at the theater that was right there. And I remember seeing Sandlot and I was already obsessed with baseball. 
I was slightly younger than all the kids in the movie. So like, mm. I was, I remember like opening credits just being like, this is for me. Like this, <laughs> they made this movie just for me. <laughs> well, I'll do you one worse. I wasn't even born when this movie came out. So <laughs> that, uh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Can made you be a considered a nineties kid if you were born on the back half of the nineties? I think if you can snag at least four years from the nineties, you're a nineties kid. That's how I would go. But that's only because I only had four years in the nineties. So it's pretty specific criteria. You were born in 1996, 1996, baby. So yep. You, you reasonably could be the reincarnation of Kurt Cobain. Cause you a were lot of people, here. a lot of people have said that about me, both from a singing talent and uh, different choices I've made in life. So that's pretty fair, Jesse. I'm glad somebody said it because it's it's funny because with the all the clothes that you wear, you look like a looper from 1996, like coming <laughs> forward to warn current day Matt Peoples of well, that's do <laughs> impending doom. That's what we, we talked about a little bit ago. 90s stuff is cool now, so. I just have no personality, so I just do whatever is cool at the present moment. So that's how I live it up. But that's the catch. This is a 90s movie set in the 50s, right? 60s, what, early 60s. 60s, sorry, 60s. So that I, I always love that, too. That that era of, like, the Wonder Years, like this. Uh, I can't think of a third thing. So those two things, that, like, sepia-toned view of what that time frame looked like mm-hmm. is still in my head. Like, I know it didn't look like that. It's like when you watch Woodstock footage, you're like, oh, yeah, it wasn't grainy when you were there. Oh, like, yeah, you mean like actually visually being there. Yeah, yeah. that warmness of like everything that was in that era. It always just feel like that was the warmest era of movies. Like everything in it is just cozy when you're like yeah. visually. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. So, yeah, not only visually, but uh, I did I did write down in my notes, like certain things are happening here. So this is 1962. Um, for one thing, they, they have a black pitcher, but he's very specifically Afro-Hispanic. Like, we're talking, obviously, it's California, so it's not straight-up segregation, but, like, they're not exactly getting along. <laughs> yeah, it's very woke. <laughs> and, yeah. and also, this is happening in 1962 Southern California. They have the little epilogue at the end where, you know, so-and-so became an architect. I'm sorry, if this is 1962 and these kids are 11, 12 years old, one of these kids is dying in Vietnam. I was just going to say, yeah. It's no, they, be, so they say that at the very end. <laughs> they say one of them went in the military, but it wasn't like, you know. <laughs> it's it was, not like that. Got, one of them got lost in like the. Agent Orange. Yeah, I want the real, I want the one like now. I want to hear if like Timmy and Tommy, if they both are in jail for like laundering money through their construction company now. Like I want to hear <laughs> the extent. You don't got to give me a whole movie. I just want them to check in with like a 10 minute video. And a, that's something you could only do that then where they do the whole at the end of the thing, like so the epilogue where they explain where they are now. Like if you made Sandlot, but it was based in 2021 and these were 11 year old kids, it would be like Nathan went on to be canceled for some off colored comments he made back in 2008. <laughs> like Nathan you couldn't even do it anymore. Nathan went on to become Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? They would have to do this because for a kid's movie, if this were made in 2021, Three of these kids need to be girls just for, I know. Yeah. The only women in this movie are Scotty's mom, Wendy Peppercorn, and that is it. And, and none of them have of any my, substance to their characters whatsoever. So it's very, they, very 90s. I want to touch on this at some point, but both of them imprinted in me at six years old. Mm. And we can say that. But I also love, I didn't want to bring it up this soon. You said that like there's no girls in this one. Did you ever see The Sandlot 2? I did not. Oh. Please don't. You're like you're 
I did, and I feel like I did it just to save my fellow brethren of people that love the Sandlot and warn them because in Sandlot 2, it's a girl's kick-ass movie. It's basically uh, Ocean's oh. 8, is that what it was? Ocean's 8 of Sandlot to the oh, point where yeah, yeah. the famous line from Sandlot, you play ball like a girl, that line, you, I, I don't even say you can probably predict how it goes. They're like, you play ball like a girl. And it zooms in. She's like, you're damn right. Or something yeah, like that. Is. And you're like, I was going to say, that's probably the slogan for the movie when it came out. Playing ball play like ball. a girl. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Our bats are fatter and the ball's bigger. It's softball. Sorry. <laughs> Nowadays, if, again, back to the 2021, it would be like, you play ball like a Republican. It's like, oh, no. Thank <laughs> you. Right. Yeah, they would have to sneak in. Like, they, they would have to. They, terrible Trump be. jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, ooh, well, actually, so if this was coming out today, uh, fuck, it, it would be early 90s, actually, because this was made 30 years in the past and 30 years oh, before wow. now. But they would also, what would suck was they would make it, if it came out now, they would throw wokeness on it. I'm not trying to go on the pedestal, but they would try to make it look, and it kind of—I guess they did this in the first one. They would make it be like the most multiracial racial cast, like people that would never play—not play together, but like it would be like we even have an amputee on the team. Like it would be like very <laughs> inclusive, which 1991 was not inclusive at all. No, <laughs> in this version, there are two token diversity casts, and that is the pitcher. And the fat ginger catcher. And that's as diverse yeah. as I am comfortable getting. <laughs> Who I love. I went to high school with a girl that looked exactly like Porter. And it oh, sucks. It's not a good girl. look for a female when your face is more freckled than it is skin. And not only did she look exactly like she embraced it too. I think we called her Porter. <laughs> so, you know what the sad thing is? Is you know who looks a lot like Hamilton Porter? Uh, the actor today still looks exactly yeah. the same. Oh, it's it so weird. Not. It's it's creepy. I thought it's you were upsetting. Saying Matt's Matt's. If I like, was bracing uh, for it the whole time, but then I remember Jesse also has red hair, and I was like, all right, he can't make no, this one. Reddish hair, if, freckles, like yeah. If I, Porter, if Porter went into the Captain America machine, it would come out as Matt Peoples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Way too much credit, but I'll take. It. I'm gonna. It's not. Uh, oh, wow. he, he, but he's so low on the scale. That it just you come out mediocre. Yeah, I came out as like captain, like cat. If you came out halfway quite. through cooking, like if the machine tipped over, there's only halfway through Captain Americanizing you, and that's where you came out. I'm cool with that. That's not too bad. I can go right. with that. So let, let's get into the breakdown of the movie overall. Uh, we see the framing device of middle-aged Scotty sitting up in the announcer's booth of a stadium. We see it's early 1962 Southern California. Scotty moves to town two weeks before school starts, fifth grade. He's a shy little bitch. His dad died. His mom is the girl from Indiana Jones. She married Dennis Leary. Uh, speaking of things, Sandlot aged very well. Sandlot is something that aged very well from the 90s. Dennis Leary is something that did not age well at all, especially as a comedian. Yeah. yeah. This is peak Leary. This was, hmm. I feel like it was all downhill for Dennis Leary. And then he got Rescue Me. <laughs> yeah but you know what it is i loved his special no cure for cancer only to find out afterwards he stole almost all of his material from bill hicks which it could be oh. like uh, maybe he did maybe he didn't but then he released his second and final stand-up special a few years later and it is 
unwatchable. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Brutal. Is that the black hole one? Uh, it's I like something black hole, or he does it in like an all black room. I forget what it is. No, no, that I think there was no cure for cancer where, that he did that one. But I, uh, do, you're right. Okay, I do. Know, one of the things that always stands up out for me is, and immediately dates it. You know, the tag he uses about fifteen to twenty times in that is a www.whatthefuck.com. <laughs> and he wrote that and he was like, this is never, this is going to age this beautiful. Timeless, the internet's yeah. never going away. Oh uh, yeah, he's a, he, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, move on over. That's what he was saying right now. <laughs> well, that's like somebody in like 2011 saying like, hashtag, I don't know. Yep. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think that's Nick Cannon's stand-up special, actually. I think, I, think just... I, I just hit his closer. I think that's his closer. <laughs> All right. Um, and then he just stands on stage with his fists in the air. <laughs> All right. So Scotty and Dennis Leary are still unsure of each other. Scotty asks him to play catch, but Dennis Leary never gets around to it because he's an asshole, asshole. Uh, we see him watch Dennis Leary put away Chekhov's signed Babe Ruth baseball. So I keep mentioning Chekhov's gun a lot on this podcast. Do you guys have any idea what Chekhov's gun is? No. <laughs> okay. It's something you Idiots. can apply to all of <laughs> Uh, it's something you can apply to all writing, but uh, Chekhov was a playwright, and very specifically, he said, "Don't have anything that isn't going to pay off in some way." So, if in the main like setting of your play, if there is a gun hanging out just on the set for no reason, it better go off in the second act. So, in this case, they're setting up. I'm referring to the Babe Ruth baseball as Chekhov's Babe, Babe Ruth baseball because we're seeing it now; it's going to pay off. Um. So there's a bunch of boys that play baseball all day at the Sandlot, which, again, as somebody, John, you're the same age as me, any place like this would have been chained up. Any, it, it would have been chained up aside from like three days a week when there had to be supervision there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it wouldn't have been just nine kids. If you had that much access to it, there wouldn't have been nine kids in like an abandoned lot. There would be 30 smashing bottles and one kid had a mini bike and you're like, we're going to build a ramp. Like, that's what it would have been. That's my sandlot, is jumping a mini ramp off of milk crates. They would build the ramp right on the fucking pitcher's mound, and that would be, like, contesting. (laughs) Yeah, I do think of areas like this as a kid, and it's like, yeah, there would definitely be, there would be kids trying to play baseball, there would be kids just breaking bottles, there would be kids who stole cigarettes and beer who have, like, crusty pornography somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) So I tried to think of like how, because I remember like asking my dad, because I figured this was around when he was probably around that same age. And he said like, yeah, we would just go play baseball for hours. And I thought about it. I was like, we never did that. But like we had little like, but then we would go play street hockey for hours in a parking lot. So that was what I could kind of like, this is sort of that there was always like a tennis court or a parking lot to an apartment complex that had enough open spaces where you could play like a good street hockey game instead of just like in front of your house so that was kind of like i think that was my sandlot was we play like neighborhoods versus neighborhoods and stuff and i didn't Mm -hmm. think about it till like looking back on it now see i i feel like uh my generation we got it well we're the same generation got it just a little bit later like that young we were not allowed to run rough shot but in like my teen years like we we play basketball, but that's when it became like we're out for hours on end, walking around right. people, you know, trying to get the hot girl to come outside, and her dad is chasing you away because he knows you just want to face fuck his daughter. A more innocent time. 
anyway, so yeah. <laughs> a simpler time, if you will. <laughs> so the kids, uh, they describe the games they play. They never choose sides. They never keep score. It's a never-ending game. There's eight kids, and Scotty wants to join despite having no idea how to play, which leads to question so number one. That's my thing. They also technically never play baseball. They're just practicing. I was going to say, I don't think there's any games that occur except when they play the bullies. Right. They play against the bullies who are just the little league kids. And I love that they made them as like, these are the rich kids kind of attitude. Because they have have uniforms. It's basically the big differentiator between them. But you you do make a good point. They're they're not playing pepper. They're not playing rundown. They're just taking turns catching or pitching we're swinging the bat like nobody's like yeah. ah you got him out at third like <laughs> it's like okay hit, all right good job buddy you hit a double get the fucking left field there's only all so right. many of us uh ghost man on all the bases because everyone's got to play the field right now <laughs> that would be great if there's a director's cut that's like six hours long because they include like two full games that actually happened <laughs> <laughs> A doubleheader. Um, and this is unimpressive. Final score is like two to one. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Uh, do either of you guys have a story about trying to awkwardly fit in at this age? I have a very disturbing one. Uh, I was like 13 years old. Me and my friends got invited to hang out with some older kids who were, you know, like, ah, they're older kids. I don't know. They're kind of cool. Um, it was a party in a backyard. They had a cross burning in their backyard. And uh, yeah, at Belmar, New Jersey, baby. Beautiful. That's what it North is. Or, North or South Jersey, Belmar? Which, which yeah. one were you? South, like right over there. That'll do it. With yep. the W. Yeah. So oh, that was so uncomfortable. You, you found a, an <laughs> accidental Ku Klux membership. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I do enjoy. I, mean, I was, I, I, it, was I just too close to the cross and that's how it happens? You're like automatically <laughs> in? They tell you, you're like, yeah, you know, no big deal. Bring beer, maybe a sandwich, wear something white. I don't know. Like, yeah, just whatever you got. <laughs> I, I think at that time, I did not own a single article of clothing that was white. I, although I think I was still dressed with the, I was wearing a Pantera t-shirt. I had like, a, yeah. I had a, I had a case of MGD. I was good. You're wearing all of the other accoutrement that a Klansman may wear. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, I was a, a Klansman, a Klansman who, uh, it was laundry day sheet day or clan clan adjacent if you will <laughs> so how about you guys uh i actually mine relates pretty it's almost the same story from sandlot the first time i ever tried chewing tobacco it was 100 <laughs> percent trying to look cool and it was uh, matt and i were talking about this earlier like the things that people are like oh you're doing that to impress girls and i remember it was at i was watching a freshman girls soccer game after school and my friend was like, hey, do you want to dip? And I was like, yeah, there's girls around. We'll see me use tobacco. They'll think I'm cool. I didn't know that you, the first time you dip, you get high, essentially. Like, you get a buzz, like a pretty good buzz. And uh, so I put in like a huge pinch. I didn't know how much to do. Put one in that went from like lip to lip, like corner to corner in your mouth. And then was like, oh, we should probably walk to the uh, one-stop shop over here. And I couldn't walk. I was like about to puke, but I'm like, I'm going to leave it in. I look cool. Stumbled across the street, ended up throwing up next to the one-stop shop, like everything that was in my stomach. And it was 100% to just try to look, for some reason, I was like, girls will think tobacco use is cool. Mm. Although smoking is the cool one. 
yeah, these, these girls like, are going to see me chew and dip like their yeah. scary uncle they don't want to be alone with. They're <laughs> right. going to be so impressed. I'm going to trigger <laughs> some bad memories for them. And there's also like, also these older baseball players are going to see me doing it. And they're probably going to tell the coach to start me next week on varsity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I remember when I watched the movie the first time, I didn't get it. And like, they tried to, ex- my, I think my stepdad said to me, like, you're supposed to spit it. And they were just swallowing it. I don't know where he inferred that. But yeah. <laughs> it is nice. Very universal it's not advice. You stomach. I and then I ended up later on just dipping for a long number of years because I continued to play baseball. And it's not something even like as I got older, I couldn't like swallow the chew spit. I had friends that could. They would never, but yeah, it's something that'll trigger your stomach. So if you ever want to get something out of your stomach, put some dip in your mouth. Beautiful. <laughs> Medical advice. Uh peoples, what about you? I, uh, this one is either going to make great sense or make no sense at all. I grew up going to a private school. I was a private school, little fella. And, uh, so a Catholic school, school. Wore, don't say it like you were going to like some yeah, like school. School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, private school that also half of my town went to <laughs> school for the young in town. That is where I went. Thank you, John. But I, uh, I went to a private school. And so my thing is like, you know, when you're in, when you get to fourth grade, you can, you're so concerned with becoming and sounding cool. So I was like, I got to have a thing that'll make me cool, but I couldn't come up with something. So I just told people when I'm not in school, I wear a backwards hat at all times. Like, that's just who I am. I just thought it was sick. I thought people think it's so cool. So my friends were like, Oh, nice. So fourth grade, that's when sleepovers start. So <laughs> this is like one of my first times seeing friends outside of school. Cause I would just hang out normally with like kids in my neighborhood. So we go to the sleepover and I just had to spend what ended up being like 17 hours wearing a backwards hat. The worst part is I didn't own any hats. Like I was not a hat guy at all. I don't even know why I picked that lane to live in. I wasn't me. I never wore hats. So I just had to like, I had to try out a hat for the first time for 17 hours straight. And I had to sleep in it because I was like, yeah, I even sleep in the goddamn hat. Always. I'm not going to let these kids down. I had to perform. So I ended up wearing a hat for got to the house at like 8 p.m 7 p.m and i left the next day at 10 and i did not take the hat off i mean it seemed, they seemed it. impressed by it it's pretty good i mean i think yeah some of the kids i'm still friends with to the day and you know it comes up every once in a while is that why you're still wearing a backwards hat right now <laughs> i'm glad you picked up one <laughs> no, but it, this is very ironic that i am wearing it but that well, was I wanna, a, I a real thing cool in front of you guys so oh, i don't want to oh, be left no. out i don't have any hats in here uh, that was an upsetting backwards hat there. That really was so, like 90s shorthand for like, that's a cool kid that marches to the beat of his own drummer. That's right. But that was that's in the 2000s. That's what's even worse. I don't even think hats were cool at that point. I was just like, this is what I do. I should have been wearing like a backwards beret and just been like, I paint so well. Just something, make it even cooler. Poetry is my thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The 90s were barely over and you were already doing 90s throwbacks. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, while distracted by a dog noise, a fly ball comes right at Scotty, which he totally whiffs catching. He tries to throw back while repeating to himself, don't be a goofus, and uh, fucking whiffs it again. The kids all point and laugh at him. He runs away crying, and he deserves it. He goes home to play play a rector set, and uh, his mom tells him to quit being a bitch, go out, get dirty, get in trouble. I'm trying to suck Dennis Leary's dick over Wait, here. Wait, also, when she, she he's playing with the erector set, and it's like loading a ball bearing, like send down a ramp eventually to launch it. Uh-huh. It drills her in the forehead when she opens the door. You can see that she dip. doesn't, she doesn't even skip a beat. She's like, <laughs> you playing with your toys again? You got to get to bed. Don't be a bitch. 
she might be the most badass nineties mom there is. She took essentially a bullet to the forehead. There's an alternate 15 minute cut of this movie where it just goes clean through and she ah, drops. Ah. And, and, and you, know what happens, you know what happens? He fucking frames Dennis Leary for murder. That's a whole That's a much great plot. Um, yeah. All right. Dennis Leary tries to teach him to catch, gives him a black eye instead. It's the 60s, so nobody, they, they figure he talked back to his stepdad. Good on him. Um, and they did the quintessential thing. They brought him in and they put a stake on his eye. Yes. Which I remember doing as a kid when I got a black eye from a hockey stick, like a butt of a hockey stick. I came in. I was like, I need a stake. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are just like, what? I'm like, it's in TV and movies. It has to work. I thought uh-huh. like in my mind, I was like, yeah, like the protein from the stake goes <laughs> into your skin and it heals it. That's got to make sense, right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's like ice peas. Like, no, it's got to be a steak yeah <laughs> um okay so playing hard to get has paid off as the super cool kid benny invites him to come play even loaning him his mitt i'm gonna get into that a little bit it really feels like benny is kind of like seducing him he's thirsty yeah. and he's very thirsty for scotty all right so let's meet the team we have benny the jet rodriguez the cool talented one who only wants to play ball ham the funny fat kid who is of course the catcher squints the dork with thick glasses and the basically the rest uh yeah yeah he says yeah yeah uh timmy and tommy the younger and older bland brothers the black pitcher kenny who is also the black pitcher and that's actually his name in the movie black pitcher kenny (laughs) (laughs) and bertram who's just kind of the weirdo he has no real uh characteristics i need to share something with you though Many, many years ago, this came up into my field of vision. Uh, yeah, yeah, grew up into a Jersey Shore piece of shit. Yeah, so, that's incredible. Yeah. So let's watch this clip <laughs> yeah, yeah. real quick of Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the movie The Sandlot? This, this is yeah, yeah, from oh, yeah, yeah. No way. First of all, I'm fuck? a motherfucking goddamn movie star. I was in one movie in 1993. Dude, is it a requirement? If your V-neck is that deep to start every sentence off with, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) So I miss, he he calls this, uh, listen to what he says about this interviewer. First of all, who the fuck is this fucking Asian motherfucker? Second of all, I'm a goddamn movie star. I've been on TMZ 10 times. Look my name up, Marty York. Don't, you ask the motorboat my chick, I'll fuck you up, dude, right now. Unless you, unless you know motherfucking Bruce Lee Kung Fu, I will fucking show you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Brooklyn, dude. I'll fucking murder you right now. I tried. Sorry. Motherfucking Marty York from the motherfucking Seattle. Look me up on my TMZ. I'm doing this time. Oh, no. I don't know what the motherfuckers are doing right here, but I'll fucking seriously fuck you up. I made a fucking Solace Steel. Look at that shit. There it is. Can't believe it took that long for him to lift the shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <held> that <laughs> Great clothes. Oh, God. My God. It's painful. And. I love it. I like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a yeah, yeah fan. From the you would show. not think he would grow into that, but uh, one of them has to do it. it. There's too many kids True. in that movie that one guy's got to become a Jersey sword douchebag. Like they all can't be wildly likable guys or die cool. Like one of them, especially a guy named yeah, yeah. If you're a jerk, like he's now like yeah, yeah. Like that's who he is now, and it seems like he's embraced it. And it's even better because it sounds like the girls introducing him. He mm. was kind of like fake humble for maybe like 13 ah, seconds i didn't want to do it to him but you know 
I would, also, I, I, I would bet hard money he has a crucifix tattoo on him that says, yeah, yeah, on the arm. Oh, yes, like, left, left yeah, shoulder yeah. right there. That's unbelievable. But I will say there's got to be, there's like, he sounds like a fucking douche, but mm. the context of the video is him telling the guy, don't ask to motorboat my chick. So <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, has a little leeway here where a strange young man comes up and asks to motorboat his, motorboat his girlfriend. I can see a little. Uh, Are you pouring, you know, if, you're, you're pulling a Rodney King, George Floyd here. Like, oh, we didn't oh, see what no. happened before the video <laughs> rolled. Oh god, that's a, if you're quite really, in that life, you're you're constantly in a "Did you try to motorboat my chick?" mentality if you're living that life. He did not say, "Did justify, you try?" He yeah. asked for clarification. Did you just you asked to motorboat my chick? Oh, I'm a yeah yeah defender. Man. I'm good. Whatever you know the QAnon what? version is for yeah, yeah, ah, defense, I'm you're, in it. A yeah, yeah, apologist. My God. <laughs> I want to see that, like, Bartram got, like, the actor got, like, really into emo bands. The opposite, like, end of the spectrum of, a, see, of yeah. a Jersey Shore guy. Him, I could not find. I was convinced that kid also appeared in Mighty Ducks. I was confusing him. However, he looks exactly like the kid from the farm. Yes, the cowboy uh, kid. How, yeah. However, yeah, if we're talking, like, great fucking luck as like a child actor in the 90s two of these guys benny the jet and kenny the pitcher both become mighty ducks oh shit yeah i forgot about that he's uh uh he's a guy that can't stop is benny the jet that's right he can shoot like a motherfucker but he cannot break no breaks oh right. i forgot about that yeah the pitcher is too they're they're two sports icons they're, they're like jordan when you were saying earlier, it, it was just a coincidence that all three movies were 90s, uh, were all sports movies. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, because I feel like every movie in the 90s for that age range somehow revolved around sports. True. Or I mean, well, a blank check. <laughs> blank check. I really wanted to do fucking Angus, which is, are either of you guys familiar with Angus? Yes. I like, I love Angus. Yeah. It's, it's the grunge, grunge version of a kid's movie, like where the fat kid is the hero and like the hot chick has bulimia and I think everybody like kills himself. His grandpa dies, uh, George C. Scott. It's very dark. It's like right on the edge of almost not being a kid's movie, but it is. Oh yeah. Is it a, I've never seen, is it a Disney movie? What, what's the deal with the old <laughs> yeah, so Disney went dark for two years. <laughs> it might, it <laughs> might have been, I don't, I, I don't know, but it's like a poor Disney does own everything. Did you ever see that? Like the web know. of everything that Disney owns. Mm -hmm. It's like they own like companies that compete against each other. <laughs> Yeah. God, it's all so insane. All right, uh, we're going to run out of time in like five minutes, Sorry. so let me get through some of this. Well, no, 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 it's the fucking Zoom thing. Uh, so Ham is doing a great Bambino impression. Scotty doesn't know who the Bambino is. He fakes it because Scotty's a pussy. The boys don't like Scotty, but many points out that they now have a full nine-man team because there was another kid who used to move away. Uh, we also get it repeated much throughout my life when... Uh, Oh, yeah. Squints refers to Scotty as an L7 weenie. Beautiful. Beautiful quote. Timeless. I didn't know for the longest time that that meant square L7. Mm. Oh, my God. I didn't know till I did that right now. Which I, is funny I knew you weren't going to know. More, this is a rectangle. Yeah, you're a rectangle. Guys. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. L7. Oh, wow. This is earth-shattering. Yeah. Holy shit. That's the tattoo that Yeah Yeah has. He has a fucking L7 <laughs> tattoo that says, Don't motorboat my girlfriend. You know, L7 was actually a great 90s uh, all female grunge band who uh, 
they famously played a music festival where uh, the crowd was throwing shit at them and the lead singer pulled a tampon out of her skirt and yes. threw it into the crowd. <laughs> Back when- and that's where the weenie comes from. And that's <laughs> where the weenie comes from. <laughs> All right. Basically, Benny tells uh, Scotty to chill out and they, they figured out if they were three years older, he would have given them like a spliff to smoke. And I actually did have the thought like this movie might be a prequel to like Dazed and Confused. Like they all grow into that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love that theory because the timeline almost checks out. Yeah, good. Uh, So the advice works. Scotty catches and throws the ball easily and the boys immediately accept him. Uh, Benny gives Scotty his glove to keep in addition to a new hat to replace his hilarious fishing hat with a four foot brim. This is where I get into it really feels like Benny is trying to fuck Scotty. He didn't just happen <laughs> to have those things on him. I, I always carry two hats, one in my back pocket, two as well as another glove. Like, <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he knew what he was doing. He was grooming this guy. Yes. <laughs> really grooming, yeah. The kid, the kid moved away to another school where Benny the, Benny the Fondler Rodriguez could not get to him any longer. And is it, is it? <laughs> A coincidence he's taller and bigger and most likely got to be far older. Who knows? Who knows? Hotter too. And to touch on our podcast name, Benny Jeff Rodriguez might be the first handsome idiot of, of Hollywood fame in our age range. Him and Johnny Travolta, I would say, are the two uh, pioneers. Different age groups, <laughs> but they got the job done. But handsome uh, nonetheless. All right. all right. Ham hits a home run over the fence. Scotty being nude says, I'll get it. The kids panic and prevent him from hopping the fence. They convene later that night in a gnarly tree fort to explain to Scotty the legend of the beast. So with the quick amount of time before we have to jump on a different Zoom, uh, what was the scary thing or person in your neighborhood that uh, you avoided as a kid? We had a special mentally disadvantaged man who uh, was very creepy, but in retrospect was just sad and harmless, named Special Dave. <laughs> I think. I think. Well, <laughs> John's going to announce that he was special, Dave. So you're ready for oh, a real review. Dude, yeah. Well, Dave, you're uh, doing great. <laughs> yeah. They got that really swinging for the fences. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mine was uh, so the neighbor. I grew up in like a suburban neighborhood, and like any suburban neighborhood, the woods off the back of it. But on the backside of the woods, there was a neighborhood that was technically in the town over. So we didn't know anyone in there, but it was like more of a rundown neighborhood. So we never knew. We're like, you don't even know how to get into that neighborhood. We heard there's no way in and no way out. So it was God. like, we're scared to death of that. And I think it was because we never, no kids must have lived in it. So they never came over into the woods. If we ran to the kids, we would have been like, oh, cool, we'll go play Sandlot together. But like we were just scared of that and we're like we're never gonna go over there meanwhile we couldn't because there was like a creek separating it mm. so that was probably the scare my neighbor was very unscary very suburban it was like built in the 80s so mm. cookie cutter everything gotcha people said about you uh i don't know that there was really i kind of grew up in a pretty who would have thought me and john grew up in not scary neighborhoods but uh <laughs> i don't know i guess the scariest thing was I used to skateboard as a kid and there was a group of like older kids that skateboarded. And the one day they asked if I wanted to come skateboard with them because they would skate down like a cul-de-sac down my street mm-hmm. and I would skate kind of alone, like in front of my house and they all would skate shirtless. And at this point I was very pale and I was kind of built at that um, point. 
as opposed to exactly now, the person. I'm no, with. now I'm dark and Italian. And <laughs> it's I, a, it's I a contrast a, on this. Now footage. I'm dark and Italian. You better not motorboat my bitch. <laughs> Don't dare do it, cousin. But I. Ah, okay. Oh. That's okay. We ran out of time anyway. Everybody, jump on the second link. Okay. Cool. We can, you can just join if you want. All right, we're back. Uh, Matt Peebles' phone died, but he will be rejoining us in a minute. So. Scotty arrives to the treehouse and Ham offers him a s'more. Scotty, of course, has no idea what that is. And we get, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Is it, where the fuck did Scotty move from that he doesn't know anything? What's a yeah, s'more? They, Who's Babe Ruth? What's a baseball? Yeah. <laughs> Who I am think I? I, I? What are they, we all they, doing They're here? geographically close enough. I honestly think that Scotty might be Mormon. Oh, yeah. Nice little Utah move. His mom got out of the... How the Mormon family, when she married Dennis Leary, clearly not a Mormon. That's right. Too he vulgar. Took her away from all that, from her, from her. He brought her to the lives. valley. Mm-hmm. I wanted to live in that time and in that town so bad for the longest time. Like that, that to me is like, if I could have a perfect life again, it's, you're looking at like the glamor of the Hollywood end of it. Mm-hmm. But like, that is where I'm like, this is perfect. This is the perfect time, especially to be a white guy. I, I think every time. I think every person over 50 watching Fox News, that is the place they are fantasizing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, maybe maybe not so many dark pictures, but... That's right. You got the one dark picture, but that's fine. <laughs> it's he just knows enough. He, he, they knew their place back then, Johnny. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm always worried uh, people are going to think I'm racist just because I have known so many fucking racists that I'm very good at you know, yeah, intimidating them. You're just well versed. You were, like I said, you're your clan adjacent. Yes, it's, God. All right, so we get <laughs> uh, the legend of the beast. Twenty years ago, Mister Myrtle gets a dog to protect his junkyard. The thing gets huge and eats burglars left and right. Cops get involved, including Squint's grandpa, and tell him to chain it up. And we get one of the greatest lines in all of film history coming up right here. Bush chief back then. And you ordered Mr. Myrtle to turn his backyard into a fortress and chain up the beast. That's right. By the way, great casting on Squint's grandpa here. Like, he yeah. looks just like him. But and also, even, at certain points, he looks black. <laughs> like it's yes, the, he does. <laughs> and <laughs> I realized that upon rewatch recently, I was like, wait, is Squint's, like, distantly have a black grandfather? Like, that's awesome <laughs> that they thought of this in 93. Mm-hmm. It's just the, definitely the, the tone of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But even, like, the fact that they just put this little black and white, like, it, it looks like a 1950s, like, giant monster movie. It yeah. really does look cool, which were, honestly, all shot in the fucking valley. Like, these people so do this, a lot. This definitely tells you that, uh, one, it took place where the internet didn't exist, obviously, but two, Scotty wasn't from any town right around there, because you would have heard about the dog that has eaten multiple burglars. <laughs> That story, no matter, that doesn't, no say, that doesn't say local. That goes regional. Yeah, that goes through a couple different area codes. <laughs> and of course, the greatest line ever. Because Mr. Myrtle asked the cops how long he had to keep the beast chained up like a slave, they said until forever, forever. Had to mouth I still, to this day can't hear the word forever and not think <laughs> about that like it could be you, you could be it could have been in my wedding vows like she'd be like i'll be with you forever and in my head i'm going 
forever. <laughs> Which shit, now I'm thinking about it. I'm two years, three years too late. I should have put that in my wedding vows. Ah, oh, such a such a wasted opportunity. You know what? Next one. <laughs> That's right. As an adult, I realize now this is more the story of like a man being asked to leash his dog. That's all it really is. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that's yeah. the kind of guy Mr. Myrtle is, this probably followed months of the dog shitting on lawns. Mr. Myrtle probably plays horrible music loud late at night. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the ending when you get to find out who Mr. Myrtle is. I know. But... I, by the way, small detail. You can see after watching the whole movie now, they did shoot that at, at uh, Mr. Myrtle's actual, like, screen door that we see him in later. Oh, okay. That's a nice yeah. little tidbit. Yeah. Because uh, the fact that... Uh... He's in two of the biggest baseball movies of all time. Is amazing. What's the other movie he's in? Field of Dreams. I've never seen it. Oh, I could do it. I could cry through a whole episode of that, Jesse. If you ever want to have someone on and watch him cry. Isn't oh, that one? I got oh, you. That, that one's a dead dad movie, isn't it? That one's a dead dad. And when my dad passed, I wanted to watch that movie so bad. I don't think I ever can because I cried pretty hard when he passed. I don't think... I can handle how hard I'll cry. I'm like choked up thinking about it. Dude, if I watch that. My my dead dad movie, my fucking right. Can you guys hear me? Hey. Yeah. Right. Oh, here goes Get Matt with his live dad. Oh, oh my god, dude. I just sprint out to my car, get my headset. I'm a thirty-seven thousand year old man. Did you have to beat <laughs> up your roommate in the middle of his Fortnite tournament? I did. He's such a <laughs> pussy. He couldn't even take me. All right, sorry about that, guys. My bad. It died literally as I was talking. Sorry about that. That's cool. We're about to run out of time anyway. Uh John. So if we're talking dead dad movies, have you ever seen Big Fish? Yes. And I Dude. saw it while my dad was good and alive and my dad told me to watch it. Another one I cannot watch probably now that he's passed. Like, I, I'll melt. <laughs> I, I watched that 10 years. Ago. That movie sl- brought me to Psalms when my dad was alive and well. Yeah. Uh, I watched it around 10 years after he died and just like put me down for a day. I watched that on a plane to California. My wife and I at the time were just dating and we didn't get to sit next to each other for some reason. Like we got split up on the plane because we flew cheap mm-hmm. as we always do. And I watched that movie and I think it's the first time she ever saw me cry because she looked back and I'm just on the plane just like Losing just weeping. It. And we get off and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, altitude, am I right? Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, uh, so we see Squints checking out a hot blonde, Wendy Peppercorn, and let's be pigs for a minute. Wendy Peppercorn is a stone-cold fucking fox. Any so here's the only research, only research I did before this. I wanted to make sure before we got into this how old Wendy Peppercorn, the actress, was when they shot this. She's 19 years old. I did Wendy Peppercorn is fucking hot. There we go. That's yeah. great information to have, John. Thank you. That's a huge. We are okay, boys. Oh, thank God. Uh, and they even show the nice, like the nice butt wiggle shot in that oh, fucking yeah. dress. Which you I, know what? Yeah. I, speaking for myself personally, as a little kid, first into girls, even sexy older girls, butt was an afterthought. You don't even think of the butt. A butt, so, butt appreciation comes with age. It's it's adulthood, yeah. Oh, you muted yourself, John. (laughs) He's just talking so fast about this. He's so passionate. Oh, hold on. All right, we're here now. We're here now. But you can't hear us. One second. (laughs) Oh, shit. We're the worst. Sorry, we're giving Jesse the worst problems of all time here. All right. Nice job, John. Now it's your fault, not mine. (laughs) Uh, Matt, 
what was your first young crush on an older lady? Ooh, first young crush on an older lady. I would say I had, I think my first crush was an older lady and was a multitude, a multitude of older ladies. I would go into work with my mom a lot. Uh, uh, she, worked, she worked at a YMCA where the women were 35 and ready to get loose at any moment. Who knows? That's a, if any of them are watching, which I, hey, how you doing? Uh, They're probably still single. Yeah. No, I think I'm. I think my mom is still actively friends with them. So this would be quite a conversation to have. But uh, I think a lot of my mom's friends. I was like, damn, this is what the game's all about, folks. Just thirty-two-year-old women. I think they had kids my age. Like their daughters were all my age. And I was like, I'm not worried about you, young Wendy Peppercorns. I'm here. <laughs> the ones I can get. <laughs> I'm here for the mom. So that's that's. I think that's what it was. I think I loved older women at a young age. Nice. Okay, I can respect that, John. Yeah. How about you? Uh, aside from uh, Jessica Rabbit, which was a weird one that our mm. whole generation was duped into liking, uh, it's it's Wendy Peppercorn and it's Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years. I love, and mm. I, I don't know if it's because of that that time frame. Maybe again, I love I love that era, but those are my and the third more recent would be Topanga Lawrence. Those were the three, and they were right at the same time. I think. But Topanga was kind of young, even like when I think you guys the, first. Back in no, your guys' I think, day, wasn't she younger, around your age, or what was the deal? She, she was, was always a year older. You yeah. were too older. Same. All right. Well, you know what? But you yeah. actually you, you jumped ahead on a question I wanted to ask. Oh, okay. Which, which is, uh, is there a there are particular styles on women that I find irresistible by decade, like uh, like the sixties? Her when we see Wendy Peppercorn in that little like dress, the sixties yeah. thing, just a nice yellow. I'm all about that. Uh, when ooh, Audrey Hepburn in uh, the fucking like beatnik, like kind of 40s, 50s thing, all about it. You guys have like a certain era where just like the style just gets you going. I think in the vein of Wendy Peppercorn, it's just lifeguard, lifeguard style. It carried mm. from her to Baywatch to, I don't know, Baywatch 2. Um, <laughs> I, I realized, I so I got to realize my love of wendy peppercorn on halloween one year my wife and i decided to go squints and wendy peppercorn i was like oh okay this would be a great costume nice and my wife's blonde and everything and she goes like she's very great at costumes she will she did a mary poppins and you'd be like shit was she an extra in the movie and so she went all out she had to get like the exact bathing suit she came downstairs to go to the party we were going to and i was like holy shit i married wendy peppercorn like i had <laughs> this moment and she was she had the exact glasses the bathing suit and i was like i know i love you but i think you and wendy peppercorn mashed together i was like googling rings that night like I, I, we weren't married yet i'm like i'm gonna put a baby in this woman <laughs> the role <laughs> play that night must have been just unbelievable whatever, whatever party was she, yeah baby, oh, like, will, will you call me a little pervert <laughs> Why do you think I got these glasses always on hand and a baseball hat? I'm, like, I'm still squints. <laughs> yeah, that was, but I, I think lifeguard just carries throughout my life. All, all tones of it. Fair. Mm. Fair. Matt, how I, are you? I think we are, are failing to mention probably an elite icon of that time. Aunt Becky, really? Oh. I mean, and when you add the layers now that she's a fucking incarcerated criminal, criminal, I mean, God. good Lord. Naughty. That woman it really does it for me. Did back in the day, does even more now, I think. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And now Aunt Becky, legendarily hot. I mean, 
can't really still is that. still is still <laughs> unbelievable i mean those like also I mean, that mug shot i'll really get off who stayed one. hotter her or stamos stamos got hotter <laughs> oh that's stamos got one. pretty hot stamos yeah. got pretty hot I'll and he that. still is man the man the man is hawking uh yogurt like no one's business to this day like <laughs> hawking yogurt actually our new <laughs> podcast we're starting it's called hawking, hawking yogs <laughs> Handsome idiots, hawking yo. <laughs> on, on oh, we need to... <laughs> All right. Uh, so the kids complain it's too hot. Benny wants to play anyway because he's OCD about baseball. He tries reverse psychology saying, raise your hand if you're a wuss that wears your mama's bra. And they all raise their hands because fuck Benny and his cult psychology bullshit. Uh, yeah, but statistically, someone in that group went on to wear their mom's bra. <laughs> Oh, I mean, come on, that's try it out. Sometimes I feel sexy. That's just good fun. Hey, I remember <laughs> when I when I was dating a somewhat loose girl, I realized I'm gonna have to be grabbing titties soon. I'm not gonna be caught not knowing how to take a bra off. So, look in the Practice. laundry. Wow, that's right. Huh? I All just right. freelanced it. Good for you guys. <laughs> freelanced. <laughs> I just went around grabbing girls' bras. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, is that uh, my spirit animal in this movie is definitely Ham, especially when he's here walking around trying to flirt with these ladies as, again, a pudgy, little tittied boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I needed to know. I couldn't have any any hesitation getting that bra off at another moment. She may come to her senses and go, why am I doing anything? She might this? wake up, and I don't want to make this awkward. That's well, I not think what the, I meant. <laughs> And then on the uh, unedited director's cut, I think there's like a four or five minute sex scene that involves Ham. So I think that was, they were alluding to his confidence here. They were trying to show you the character and they show, And they show everything. Oh yeah, it's really upsetting. Yeah. Oh, look at this all. charmer. With a, mm, with a kiss. He really does still look exactly the same now. Unbelievable. I don't know. And yes, I ruined many a date by splashing the girls all with water. Oh, oh Yeah. I, I usually look at that fucking splash. cutie. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. I'm telling you, my wife nailed the glasses, and I'm I'm getting. I, we might have to end this podcast right now. And I got to go dating for the <laughs> costume bin. <laughs> I hate to tag off, but she looks a little bit like my girlfriend does now. I think she I actually have, really does. It's a little. About it. I mean, well, well Matt, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I costume. I hate bangs, but she's pulling it off. Oh, killing them, murdering, and those yeah. glasses. Good lord above. Hey now. God, oiling, to, turn my screen off real quick. Lotioning and oiling. Yeah, no oiling. Lotioning. Thing, oiling. I, I identify with squints here because you're at this age where you have this explosive sexuality and nobody's touching your dick for years, especially in yeah. 1960s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the girls you're going to school with are still getting hymen checks in this era. Yeah, but now <laughs> these kids, if this was current day, they would have already had subscriptions to her OnlyFans. Like, so this wouldn't have been anything exciting. If this true. movie were more true to its time, then the the guy I can't remember the name got uh, the the main guy, the Darth Vader in the movie who has the dog. God, I can't. James think Earl Jones. It. James Earl Jones. If they were staying true to the time in this era, his dick would be touched, but James Earl Jones would be involved in that scenario. If that was <laughs> they're staying what was real like in the sixties. Um, all right, so <laughs> I will right, we'll move on from that. Then. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to hear you dig your way out of that one. <laughs> it's what it sounded fun when i started and then it ended real it's always a good start when you don't know the name of the guy you're talking about and people love it <laughs> i think they respect it <laughs> yeah all right so squints has enough he goes to the deep end of the pool and jumps in despite not knowing how to swim 
and we get this incredible scene burned into everybody's mind forever of uh, Wendy giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation as the boys sit by anxiously. Squints, come on, Squints, come on, Squints. Man, if you didn't think that this was my fantasy when I was at the Winona <laughs> Swim Club every day in the summer as a kid. That camera work is incredible, too. Like, to have her face, like, from the perspective of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, this Meanwhile, fucking... real life, she would have just been, she would have been getting fingered by Benny the Jet behind the snack bar. <laughs> the That's right, because he's, sedu- he's a seductive younger boy, like fucking Mary yeah. Kay Letourneau. <laughs> Awesome. Opens his eyes. Yeah. That fucking oh. smile. <laughs> that no, shit eating. How Yeah Yeah has uh, all Yeah Yeah tattooed on him. Squints definitely has this tattooed on him, but with the Joker face paint on like his rib cage <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> but, and of course, the great thing, he goes back, you know, back to I'm Unconscious. And when the song kicks in, is just such great filmmaking. That was perfect. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Oh. This magic. <laughs> it is so perfect. Matt, that does look so much like your girlfriend. That's so unbelievable. Perfect. Wow. She screamed a little pervert at me the other night, and I was like, I know. <laughs> By the way, the thing is, uh, one of the things that is missing from modern kids' movies, kids cursing. When Tommy yeah. says, like, oh, man, he's a deep shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. So this made me think the question, fellas, have you ever risked your life for pussy? Oh, God. I think that was all of college. I think just the amount of alcohol I put into my system to think that, again, girls would like a drunk guy. <laughs> I think I risked my life every night in college. I think you're right. <laughs> I, I almost got in a knife fight once, but uh, it, it was worth it. It was with the girl, though, in the winter got the book. <laughs> well how does yeah. that end did it was it did it work out is there any like, a little more context to that i was i was already dating her i had stolen her away from her high school uh boyfriend mm-hmm. and then she basically went back and it, she was dating me and then cheated on me with him and then vice versa by the way the fun part of this is uh this was also this this high school boyfriend was in the process of transitioning into a woman so Oh, wow. All sorts of confusing things going on. A truly oh, layered story. <laughs> and he was a great knifesman. Who knew that? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was Puerto Rican. So, I mean, the facts oh. are what they are. I, I can't uh, be, I can't. I'm sorry, be. Jesse. She was Puerto Rican. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, so, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank God. Somebody out did my James Earl Joe comment. All right. Good. <laughs> Guys, this was 2010. I didn't know any better other than. That's been. They were ahead of the, the curve. Uh, there you go. Now that I they were. on that program. Good, good save. Good save. Very good. Um, <laughs> so uh, we can all agree this would not fly in the Me Too era, but Squints is a fucking legend for this. The man knew what he wanted, would not be denied. We would all get banned from the pool that day, much like they did. But Squints looks up through the fence at her and she gives him a look that says, you slick piece of shit. <laughs> Girls love a piece of shit. Nice guys sure finish do. last. Mm-hmm. They love the guy that takes what he wants and pretends to drown for it. <laughs> so, all right, not important to the plot, but we get like a beautiful little segment over uh, Ray Charles, America the Beautiful, of them playing night on the 4th of July because the fireworks like the field up. So there's a reason people like this movie so much. And part of it is that the plot is all over the fucking place. Like regular movie, they're trying to move forward the main plot. 
of the beast or Scotty fitting in, but Scotty fits in 20 minutes into this movie and then they just fuck around until the ball goes missing. Yeah. I, I mean, this movie could have been a show, a series, like every, every segment could have been an episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's kind of like, true. It's, uh, nowadays they would just make like an eight or nine episode series about if they had this yeah, much like stuff to work with. There's mm-hmm. kind of a common through line, but really you could pull any of these segments out and watch it as a 15 minute clip and be like, that was entertaining. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and this was cool. This kind of felt like it was in the same vein. I don't, I think the movie came out much earlier, but like a Christmas story where it's just mm-hmm. kind of like yep. glorifying the mundane and it's just so enthralling because you're just sitting there relating for an hour and a half. By the way, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever said in my entire life. But go ahead. Yeah, you put mundane and enthralling in the same sentence. (laughs) I will will submit you for a Peabody Award. I'll take it. But I feel like those are important for nostalgia movies, though, because it's not just this. You want all the little slice of life. Although I will point out one thing. This scene fucks up the entire timeline of this movie because he is moving into town two weeks before school starts. And then four weeks later, it's 4th of July. Does school oh, start? Oh, that's good. No, wasn't it two weeks before school ended? Was it? Oh, maybe you're right. You might be right. It, it, would, make, right. it would make more sense. I, I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure. But no, I give you, what also pissed me off was, this is skipping ahead, but when the Little League team comes to uh, play against them, they show up in leather uh, varsity jackets in California in July. July. <laughs> Absolute horseshit. Yep. It's literally, it's, it's felt in the thickest pleather you've ever felt. Riding your bike around, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, well, because you mentioned that, uh, so yeah, the <clears throat> kids show up and they talk some shit and we get this classic exchange of uh, prepubescent shit talking. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Fart smeller, always a good one. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You make your weenies with your mama's toe jam. Yeah! I don't think I've ever actually seen toe jam. Is that just me? Is that a myth? Does that exist? I've never. Uh, I, yeah. I've been known to pull a substance out of a toe or two. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it jam. But <laughs> Lord of it's, it's more of a jelly, more of a margarine. <laughs> That's also very bold to just be so close calling somebody a pus licker i mean you are just a pronunciation mm. away from a totally different insult yeah i want to see the real cut of the words they would have used at this time it would have been so racist i was gonna say it had to be very racist uh, not, not, not only racist they would have called it, they would have just gone back and forth saying you're a faggot you're a faggot well you play ball yeah. like a faggot they would have just been the entire scene but it would just well, been then uh, like everybody one. on the other team going after benny the jet what do you do? <laughs> Uh, and how, i want but, that i want that deleted scene so bad where they just like the one. kids hey guys we're just gonna let you have fun with it uh, just throw out some dirty words go <laughs> guys this one's just gonna be a wild take just get it all out there yeah. and then of course we get the big one you play ball like a girl <laughs> dude tommy's reaction that yeah. face <laughs> I will say, if you look up him nowadays, yeah, life did not go good for Tommy. Oh my God, he's on yeah, his girlfriend now. Yeah, he's on on cameo. I was considering trying to get him for this, but like, what the fuck do I have to say to Timmy? Is he he on cameo? It's it's Timmy and yeah yeah and yeah yeah wants like ninety bucks and I'm not. Oh Jesus, 
He was on TMZ 10 times, though. I just want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> That's right. I always want to buy a cameo and have, like, somebody like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just want the cameo to be him going, I'm a piece of shit. I'm very insecure about my life. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> like, I paid you your money, puppet. Now do the dance. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the game is basically them just ham-fucking with them, saying, like, is that your sister in the outfield? She's naked. Like, Yeah, also, Little League sucked, man. I, I had some faith in the Little League boys, and they did not come through. No, no. But uh, this is followed up. They celebrate with the carnival scene, and we get... Good time. What is it? Big Chief. The best. She's small. That's a boy. You don't even know who the babe is either. Another <laughs> reminder of the, the babe and uh, all that. We don't know when it's coming. So, yeah, they go, they all get chewing tobacco. They don't know how to spit, so they all get sick. So, here's the one thing from a filmmaking standpoint, I feel so bad for these kids because to get these <laughs> shots, they had to be on this fucking ride for hours oh hours was, yeah take yeah take. i was thinking about that like and they had to do it just in sections like all right now we just have scotty mm-hmm. all right scotty you're gonna ride around for 45 minutes on this thing <laughs> like just to <laughs> fake puke Let very me know method if- acting to make them puke just make them keep riding it till they actually puke <laughs> my neck hurts 50 more minutes scotty <laughs> yeah <laughs> his also, parents who just got the check yeah a great theme of course Kila. yeah Good acting. Which I, killer I acting. will say, I have mixed tequila and chewing tobacco before, and this is the exact Ooh. result you get. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, yeah they, not good. They, they puke everywhere. The plot is not moved forward, but nobody cares. It's so important, though. Still important. All right. Uh, Benny smashes the seams off a baseball, and the kids take it as an omen. Now they have no ball to play with. Scotty's stepdad, Dennis Leary, is away on business, so he steals the Babe Ruth ball, uh, signed ball to play with. Scotty is first at bat, hits a home run into the Beast's yard. He promptly panics, revealing it was signed by Babe Ruth, and the other kids freak the fuck out. You beast, Scotty! You're dead as a doornail, Smalls! You're dead as a doornail, Smalls! Smalls, you mean to tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it? And actually played with it? Yeah! Yeah, but I was gonna bring it back! But it was signed by Babe Ruth! You piece of shit, Scotty. Get the what? fuck off my diamond. The Sultan of Swat. The King of Crack. Very underrated how much Squints looks like Steve-O. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Bambino. <laughs> and Ham looks like Bam Margera now. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, poor Bam. Brutal. Poor Bam, poor Ham. So, Ham here's Margera. the biggest thing. I don't... Yeah, oh, there it is. Ham it's right in front of me. The whole right in front of you there. <laughs> I don't want to like try to find plot holes in a movie that essentially doesn't have a plot, but couldn't he have just gone and gotten the baseball that him and Dennis Leary had a catch with in the backyard? Mm. I didn't think of that until today when I was rewatching it. Very good. There point. is, he had to walk Pretty past fast. that ball. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> next to the front door. Probably. He has bad and associations like, with that from the fucking broken ocular bone. Yeah. But I also want to see him doing that, like, oh, man, we're playing bubble hockey, and we lost a guy. It's like, my dad's got a hockey trophy. I can go snap the guy <laughs> off of it, put him in there. Like, 
he definitely he walked right past that other ball and was like, mm. I don't know who this is, and it clearly means something to my new dad. But let me just steal this yeah. piece of shit, Scotty. Agreed. Fuck Scotty. Uh, all right. So they can't just they tie up another plot hole of uh, they can't just ask Mister Myrtle for it because he's a crazy mean old man and he'll feed you to the beast. They make some attempts to get the ball. One with a simple stick that gets chewed up. Another one with vacuums, which explode. Another one with yeah, yeah, in a harness. And we also get this fun one where we pay off the erector set deal from earlier on in the movie. Really kind of a neat apparatus they have set up here. It's uh, very incredible. Very unbelievable. Yeah. It's got the scoop. And the scoop in and of itself would be cool. It's the fact that the scoop drops down, opens, and then closes. Also, Squints has made a fucking uh, telescope out of a Wheaties box. <laughs> you never did that? I actually did that when I was younger. Did you I, really? It sounds like yeah, you toss, to me. You toss a couple mirrors in there, you angle them properly, it doesn't work. It's real fun. <laughs> this movie is oh. really just a promo for STEM majors in college, just trying to get kids. Hey, baseball's cool, but so is technology. <laughs> actually, Imagine if you, I think this is where Elon Musk came from. That's him right there. So yeah, I, well, he vanished in the sixties. No one know what happened to him. So, so there it this, is. Here's something confusing to me. So the Sandlot we know is uh, adjacent to the junkyard where the beast lives. But where is this treehouse? Because we're looking. They're waiting on the other side of the fence to get it. What fucking house is behind them? What is the layout of this area? Yeah, that's very weird. That's fair. That house is in play. Yeah. <laughs> So they do the whole thing. It launches. They're all ready to get it. Yeah, what yard are they in? When we find out at the end of the movie, do they all hallucinate this giant dog? That thing looks like it's 40 feet high in that. Yeah, it's bigger than the Erector set, which was 30 feet tall. Yeah, Yeah, but isn't that kind of part of it? Like, it's supposed to be like they're seeing it as like a little kid. It's so much scarier and bigger than it probably was to begin with. Is they that the say thing? Hey, go, they, going by that same logic, Wendy Peppercorn might not have been as hot. Oh, no. Or 19. Oh, never mind. So we got to watch don't, out. Don't go with that. <laughs> yeah, Wendy Peppercorn actually just was like cross-eyed and missing a bunch of teeth. <laughs> the real plot was they make Wendy Peppercorn the neighbor who owns a dog. That's the beast. I also love first. that you can't call her by her real name, Peppercorn, and you keep calling her Peppercorn. <laughs> what is it? Respect it. Peppercorn. Peppercorn? Peppercorn? Yeah, that can't be right. I've called her Peppercorn my whole adult life. Man, you, you've been, been wrong, wrong for all the whole time. years of that. Oh god, no, I'm never gonna live this one down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we get this scene where a guy who looks nothing like Babe Ruth—he's <laughs> yeah. like he's ninety pounds than Babe Ruth on his yeah. ninety pounds less than Babe Ruth on his lightest day. Just comes, I'm Tom. Tom who? I just, I'm Tom. I'm Tom, Tom Ruth. Ruth. I'm his cousin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I handle his financials. Yeah, I play for the Yankees. I did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I took this out of his dressing while he slept. I seen you, kid. You're real good. I think you're gonna fuck that Scotty boy any day now. All the it's a shame you're Hispanic. I wouldn't talk to you much longer, pal. I've been watching you from the closet. You know where I live, and uh... Como se dice prostitutes. Oh god. So yeah, he has. Uh, we we get the great line here. Oh, he tells Benny to just jump the fence and get it. Terrible advice, but all right. Yeah. Uh, says most people miss their big chance and never have the guts. This is where we get the great quote, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. 
John. You know what? I'm very glad I didn't get tattoos at 17 years old because <laughs> I would have I would have that on my belly like thug life right now probably. And now I would just be a 35 year old suburban dad with that tattoo. So guys, in your darkest moment, what deceased hero or legend would you want to visit you? Oh, that's a tough John. You got one off the top of your dome? What do you think? I think I think Babe Ruth and Bad Lookalike, uh, just to be like, <laughs> how did you get cast for this role? <laughs> he like asked you like for like four dollars. He's like, by the way, kid, I yeah, uh, can you spare a couple for me? I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know. I always think about that when they say like, you know, you know, your last meal, who, or you're in heaven, who do you want to meet? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm actually, I should say, I'm looking at a baseball card right now. Darren Dalton. If Darren Dalton could come back <laughs> and talk to me. In, in my bedroom, he'd probably have beers with him. He'd probably yeah. have like a bunch of girls surrounding him. He was like the it man 93 the year you were born, Matt, or three years before you. Mm. When this movie came out, also Dutch. that's another thing to tack on top of this. The Phillies were in the World Series the year this came out. So that was mm. a baseball yeah. year. So if you weren't so, into baseball, you were into baseball this year. Right. Mm. This Yeah, so if Darren Dalton came out of my closet, I would, man, he could be like, let's go down to the casino and fight some people. I'm like, come in, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, one of the sad things in the years before Darren Dalton died, he was one of those guys who really thought the world was going to end in uh, 2012. Like the he Aztec would be, God. he would be thriving right now because he was talking about aliens. Oh yeah, abducting him, and he's like, I, I can't say I was abducted, but I was out of body experience way before anyone. Now that like he would have been on Joe Rogan, like he would have probably been the co-host. Dude, Darren Dalton on Joe Rogan is might be the greatest missed opportunity of all of humanity. I think he was yeah he was talking about talking to aliens. He said that when he was in the World Series of the Marlins, he's like I was out of my body watching myself. He was on hallucinogenics like back in '97. <laughs> God, all right. So Benny decides he's gonna make a play for the Beast. He puts on these there special P. There he is, Dutch. Rest in peace, Dutch. He puts on special PF flyers, which are now a real shoe, but are clearly just black Chuck Taylors. Uh, the kids try to talk him out of it. He insists, jumps over, grabs the ball, and the beast chases his ass for miles, including leaping through a movie screen showing the Wolfman. Um, that was runs- awesome. I like that. That's, That's a great shot. Quick little tidbit is great. He runs through a, a, a fucking, it looks like 4th of July again, but the banner says Founders Day. Um, of course, there's two guys carrying a cake. The cake, everybody ends up eating it. They all end up back at the sandlot where the ba- beast ends up stuck under a piece of fence. The boys take pity and help him out. Help him out. Now the dog's pretty chill and regular sized. And they are going to take the beast and bring him to Mr. Myrtle, who we see for the first time. Uh, we, we, we brought your dog home. Hercules? How'd he get out? I'm telling you guys, should have just turned it loose. Oh, well, uh, we, uh, well, what happened was we hit a baseball into your yard. I, I, I hate that James Earl Jones is looking around like this is his first day blind. Like, <laughs> where's that noise coming from? <laughs> Who said you that? Smell, you, you guys smell worried. What's going on? <laughs> so you're the ones that are making all that racket. Yes, sir. Get it? First time that anybody ever got the best of old Hercules. Come on, give me the line. 
Why don't you just knock on the door? I'd have gotten it for you. Squints, you piece of shit. <laughs> Do you think at any point that you got super racist and they were like, Kenny, is that your uncle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or see- if he opens, he opens the door and he's like, no shit, Uncle Myrtle, you live here? <laughs> I see the <laughs> An elaborate dap up scene. I could for them. smell my nephew anywhere. <laughs> oh god! Uh, all right, murder reveals he was a ball player in the old Negro League. Lost his eyesight, getting hit by a baseball. Pretty extreme. Um, he can't replace the Babe Ruth ball, but he gives him a murderer's row ball signed by all of the 1927 Yankees on the condition the boys come by and talk baseball with him from time to time. So How much then, do you think this killed Dennis Leary? He's a like diehard Red Sox fan, and he had to be a Yankees fan in this movie. Ooh, I didn't even put That's, that together. Yeah, huh. he's like, I mean, yeah. he's like up there as like throwing yeah. out the first pitch a zillion times. Like, well, probably I mean, has a thug life Red Sox tattoo. <laughs> he he could have been a fan of Babe Ruth from the Boston Red Sox days. True, and- Boston Braves. Wasn't he a Boston Braves? Brave? I think he was a Boston. Oh, I have no idea. It was just Boston. You're right. I don't think it was yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. He was a pitcher too. All right. So we get the epilogue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got sent off to military school and later by uh, pioneered bungee jumping. Bertram became and, a hippie and, and girlfriend and... choking. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bertram became a hippie and no one ever saw him again because he died in Vietnam. Timmy and Tommy became architects and invented mini malls. Squints and Wendy became a me too that worked out. They hooked up, had nine kids, bought the drugstore. Ham became a pro wrestler, the great Ham Mino. Kenny made it to the minors, but no further. Now coaches Little League. Hercules lived to be 199 years old in doggy years. That's around 28 years. Benny went pro. Scotty became announcer with the film ending on him announcing as Benny with uh, the Dodgers as he's stealing home. He's wearing that ridiculous long-brimmed hat again. That doesn't look as bad now that he is older. The end. I want to see the Great Hambino Dark Side of the Ring Vice episode. I don't know if you guys are big wrestling fans. <laughs> I but they stuck. do Dark Side of the Ring of like Macho Man. Like here's where he got into coke and pills. I was gonna say they just people. do it like what's that movie? The Warrior about uh? Yes, <laughs> like I want a great. Ha- maybe is that ham. is that is that the that's the story? You didn't know that that it was actually the Great they Hambino. Get a I want that. Action. I want the great Hambino wrestling behind the ring story so bad. I did, I did ask it for the first time after I was traumatized by a giant dog tearing down, tearing down my tree fort. I asked him how long we're going to have to wrestle this match in Chattanooga. They said forever. <laughs> forever is his rest in peace like The Undertaker. fucking <laughs> right, So we got a few years ago, they did some uh, reunion stuff which um, is in here somewhere. And of course, there's a commercial. There it is. But uh, weirdly enough, the, the main thing for this video, like the, the end screen, is a mugshot of Scotty. Hold on. I, I think I actually fucked this up. I know they had... Really? Yeah, they did. On 20th did some shit. Anniversary Sandlot. That's so funny. They did... I know the Brewers did a pretty sweet thing where they like remade it uh as a preseason promo oh yeah and i think they had a bunch of them uh show up for that all right here we got some of the kids. yeah and yelich played uh benny the jet you're like man great casting oh god oh, hold, on, hold on hold on we, we need that fucking lineup again look at this sad group of guys oh good lord looks like an lord open mic. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, the great Hambino looks like if Billy Joe from the Green Day got fat and was a ginger. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, if the it, dark it, eyes and everything. Now he he is Billy Joe if they never made American Idiot, and this is him singing fucking Time of Your Life at like the the, the VFW he rented out for the big reunion show. <laughs> Black don't crack because Kenny still looks 23 in this. I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> looks very good with a mustache. And I, you can't say that about just anybody. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, so, who's yeah. the guy that looks like Simon Pegg but bald? <laughs> oh, wait, which one? one? The, next to Tommy. He, so one looks like Louis. Like if you had to give like a character sketch of Louis C.K. Mm. Oh, so, so it's Bertram. Bertram. Yeah. Oh man, time did not. He looks like he owns a vape shop. Yeah, dude. Timmy looks the fucking. Way. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Bertram definitely has tattoos on his knuckles. No yeah, two ways about and, it. and the back <laughs> of his head. He was actually in Sons of Anarchy, I think. Wouldn't surprise me. I could see him pulling that off. Um. Oh yeah, you know what the fucked up thing is? Apparently, Benny the Jet does not do any of these like nostalgia things. He's like a firefighter or something. Really He's good for man. And he played in Major League Baseball. He, he did play Major League Baseball. Baseball. That's a very good point. There he yeah. is, folks. The young man. Yeah, yeah. Look the man, the, the man, the myth, the oh, legend, yeah. the motorboat. So this guy comes I up really... to me and used to motorboat my girl's tits. <laughs> like this is that uh, one he's, good name. He's still uh, talking about it. On, yeah, on he's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy who asked him. Yeah, so one of these fucking Asians come up and like, hey, may, may, may I motorboat her titties long time? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck, bro? What are you doing? Just give me one time to move along. Hey, Katie Kerr, <laughs> you look at my wife's rack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that's uh, that's the episode. Ooh. That was a lot of fun. That was Great a real time. fun time. Great time. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself, about Sandlot, about I, peppercorn, Matt. peppercorn, peppercorn. Yeah, that's it. Well, I I personally think the biggest revelation of this is that now that we realize that uh, the kids imagined the beast larger, we're seeing this from the kids' point of view. This really kind of shatters the idea that Wendy might not have been that hot. Yeah, she might have been like just that? like. Don't you dare do that. That dog was a dinosaur size. You're not going to ruin my life for me, okay? I mean, uh, the reality in the movie, she's probably just like the 18-year-old who finished high school and just didn't go to college. And now she's just standing at her lifeguard job, smokes yeah. way too many cigarettes, and is oh, makes out manages with 13-year-olds. Yeah. She runs I, the snack stand now. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, though, seeing an old picture of like some friends from middle school and the one girl who we were like, she was the hottest fucking girl ever. Like, she was the first girl to get past B cups. That's yeah. all it all takes. Yeah, oh yeah, takes. yeah. The the hottest one when you're a tween is not too fun when you go to the reunion. It's yeah. <laughs> like sorry, she's like Italian, but she's like one of those like dark Italians where they're like 12 years old and they have giant bags under their eyes already <laughs> yeah. from their fucking mother hitting them with a broom handle or whatever for not stirring the sauce. <laughs> Italian women do age like a tomato. You're right. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. I went to an Italian wedding the other day. And you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't need to get in this bullshit. You know, I, I had a lovely time. That's what happened. I thought you were about yeah, to I'm get not into talking a soup about bit. the soup. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a soup <laughs> bit coming. Uh, all right. John Montague, Matt Peoples. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. Remind us again where we can find you. Anything you have to promote if you have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah. Montague Comedy, uh, Hacks Goff, both on Instagram uh shows just july 8th philly's funniest and uh matt and i are hitting the road and going to asbury in august end of august sometimes so Ooh. look for info on it on that 
Yeah, let me let me know who's booking that. I would love to get up to fucking ass. I only went for the first time even to visit like a week ago. Yeah, no, I'll send it to you. I think cool. Sean McDonough is his name. Check him out. Good guy. Right, I know the name. All right, Peoples, what you got going on? Uh, we got, you can follow me at Matt Peoples Comedy on Instagram, at Peoples Comedy on TikTok. Uh, I have a show at the Philadelphia Beer Boutique in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Tuesday. This, uh, so what's this, June... 29th june 30th uh i will be at punchline philadelphia with the lovable monsters in a little time there and then july 7th uh eddie gallagher cricket comedy i'll be doing a show in springfield pa at a place so uh that's what we got look it up all right guys thank you so much for doing this check out handsome idiots podcast um thanks dudes this was awesome good stuff thank you a lot of fun. A great thanks time, man, man. Yeah, seriously awesome. thank you all right, man. I will see you guys around. Thank you for doing this. What well, beautiful. All right. Why did later, I guys. salute? Salute. It's a, it felt good in the moment. Why did I do it? I hate myself now. <laughs>